Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. Back in the closet. Yeah, back in the closet. Back in the closet. So I have been dreading this episode recording it because and i've mentioned this in prior episodes but this movie is not how i remember it it's not even that it's not how i remember it quality wise it's literally not the story i remember yeah because when we were watching it there were bits and pieces where like i vividly remember this moment so you had so many moments that you obviously remembered very well i think it was just you didn't remember how they pieced together No, and there were parts that I thought I remembered. Like, I remembered the grandfather and the mother being very, very small together, but that never happened. Yeah. So, it's just like, I knew knew the overall gist of the story, which was he lost his lucky coin and uh, Lassiter from Psyche stole it and they had to go hunt him down. But the entirety of, of everything besides the hurling games, I had completely forgotten about. Yeah. Well, welcome back to Decom Mission. We're talking about the 13th year, if you haven't caught on yet. Yes, we're talking about the 13th year, not the luck of the Irish. Oh my gosh. Why did I say the 13th year? Oh my gosh. Why did I say that? I was even thinking luck of the Irish. Wow. Can you tell it's a weekend and I haven't done anything today? I mean, they're not terribly different. They're both kind of about finding Yeah, I your I wasn't even thinking family, of the 13th year, so that was Heritage. such a weird thing that welcome to my Sunday everyone. I even Sunday. had two big cups of coffee. Maybe that's why, Sarah. That could be why. Now I'm drinking water. I mean, we'll see if that helps. I haven't really done anything today. I went to Joanne's and that was a uh, that was my Hey, that's that more my, than me. My day. Uh yesterday I cleaned my entire apartment. And had a friend over, and that was really fun. With but... new friends. Yes. Yeah, well, welcome back to uh, Luck of the Irish. <laughs> yeah, so this is the Luck of the Irish episode, which just is a friendly reminder to people who either have listened to before or have not. Luck of the Irish is the only decom that I owned on VHS as a child and would watch religiously and is part of the reason why I chose to start Irish dancing, which I now look back on and go, Why? Oh, uh, it's not the full reason, though. The the It's not even the main reason, I should say. It, it The main reason that I started Irish dancing is, one, I'm Irish, and two, my mother is an Irish musician, despite the fact that she's not the Irish one in my family, and so we always went to Irish Fest in Milwaukee, which is actually happening yeah, right now. Yeah, shout out to Irish Fest happening now. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be doing uh, too much in regards to precautions, but it's outside, at least... So I started Irish dancing when I was nine uh, because I'd actually tried ballet and tap when I was five and six or six or seven or whatever I was. And I didn't like the school that I was in because it was really hardcore and I wasn't very good at it. And like looking back now, I regret it because obviously it would have been like it would have been really helpful for my career trajectory to have been mm-hmm. able to done ballet and dance and stuff but I don't regret Irish dancing at all because I enjoyed it and it was a huge part of my personality and life growing up but what I don't understand is how this movie influenced my choice because the Irish dancing in this movie is pathetic yeah well maybe you're like I want to be better 
than the people in this. Or you I were probably you so. hadn't done it before, so you probably didn't realize how pathetic it was. I think it was just because I was probably really young. Yeah, because I definitely seen. I mean, at Irish Fest, there's a bunch of Irish dancers all the time that are, you know, very very high quality, and yeah, I just think that. I just think that I thought it was a cool movie because it's all about Irish. And there's so few, it's not that there aren't any, but there's so few, like, Irish heritage-focused things, like movies. Obviously, there's a bunch of music, and I listen to a bunch of Irish music all the time, but... I was trying to remember if there are any other ones that I can... There was one that was called... There's some musicals. Something about a waterfall in the title that I saw that was Irish. No, I'm curious. I I gotta look this up. I mean, there was a musical behind the waterfall. Oh, no idea. There's a musical called Finian's Rainbow, and there's, but that's not really about like being Irish. It's about just like Irish fantasy. And the only other thing I can really think of that was influential for me was The Quiet Man, which is a movie with Maureen O'Hara and uh, John Wayne. And it takes place in Ireland, and I, my family watches it, like, every St. Patrick's Day. But I think I was just really... And especially because the movie focuses a lot on World Heritage Day, which I did remember. I think I was just so excited to have my heritage shown as, like, yeah. Which I know it's not rare to be Irish, and I'm not saying it is, but because... Because being Irish was such a focus for a lot of my childhood, I've been going to, I'd been going to Irish Fest since I was, like, three, maybe, maybe five, but I was, like, when I was really young, so it had always been such a focus, and like I said, my mom is an Irish musician, she's in a Kaylee band, like, she, it's, it's a huge, her car always has a bunch of Irish CDs in it, and I think it's, like I mentioned before, I think it's really funny that she is not Irish at all, as far as I know, uh, my dad is the one that is Irish and Scottish, which when I was, when I learned that my family was actually Scotch-Irish, I remember being really upset. Why? I that like, sounds so cool. Because I had grown up, this was, I learned this when I was in like high school, like early high school or late middle school, because I'd grown up for so long thinking that I was purely Irish and then I learned that I was Scotch-Irish and now I'm like, uh, heck yeah, best of both worlds. Yeah. And I get to say I'm Scotch-Irish, which is just cool. I'm such a big blend of stuff, so it's not yeah. like I get to say I'm, like, mostly something. It's kind of... It's really... I mean, it's cool to be a bunch of different things, but then you can't be like, oh, I'm right. mostly... I think my biggest percentage is a fourth Norwegian, but then it's like, oh, I'm also German, and yeah. I'm also a little bit Dutch or Danish, and I, I'm, like, an eighth Irish. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, 40% Scotch-Irish, and then the next highest one, I think, is either Polish or Russian, um, from my mom's side, but I don't remember. I did the last family tree I did was when I was like twelve. But no, it's like it's my biggest it's my biggest thing that I connect with, partially because of how much I literally physically connected with it as a child through dance and music. I was also I played violin and was a fiddler for years. I still mm-hmm. have my violin, it's in my apartment. And I had green bow hair for a while on my violin because I thought it was so cool because it was so Irish. Despite that the is fact really cool. That the royal color of Ireland is blue, and I know that because my Irish dancing school always said it on St. Patrick's Day, like, ah, oh, but the royal color is blue. That's like, I don't care. Yeah, I learned that a few years ago when I, 
I started my new job and we do trivia for like all the holidays with the residents there. And that was one of them. I'm like, oh, my whole life's been I a lie. I usually wear blue on St. Patrick's Day as a, mm-hmm. as, a, as a jab to it. And if everyone goes, you're not wearing green. I'm like, I'm wearing the and royal then you give color them the whole Ireland. Story, yep. This is casual blue, y'all. By yeah. the way, I did find that movie I was talking about. It actually is called Behind the Waterfall. I was right. And let's see. It's from 1995. And the storyline is after Tommy's father's recent death in an airplane crash, he and his sister are sent to live in the small town of Aaronville. Tommy and his cousin Alex spend the summer trying to prove the town's storyteller is a leprechaun. Oh, Lord. Which sounds like a really kind of depressing movie. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't know why I watched it so often. I have a vague recollection of that now. Yeah. But a 90s drama fantasy movie. Gotta love it. I did like in this movie that they kept making a joke about eerie versus er, mm-hmm. uh, which is e- eerie is E-R-I-E and er is A-E-I-R-E, not A, because Gaelic is a nightmare. Uh, anyway, I will read the blurb for this movie. Beep boop beep. And I will find the small blurb. Not for the 13th year. I'm never going to let that go that That's I said. so funny. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. The I, This is actually the first time I'm reading the big blurb. I actually watched it. Uh, I casted it for my phone. So, casted? Cast it. So, the big blurb, it's from, it's TVG. It's uh, from 2001. It's an hour 26. Coming of age, comedy, and fantasy. Sure. Uh, I would definitely say comedy coming of age and fantasy comedy is a stretch, but I'm also yeah. being very, very judgmental towards this movie. Uh, when Kyle loses his golden pot of gold charm, what? That's pot not... of gold charm. That's that Pop seems is... that seems very, 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 very stereotypical. Uh, he discovers that he is actually part leprechaun. He must find the thief who took the charm. I feel like I, he must find the thief who took the charm before he takes control of all the leprechauns. Along the way, Kyle discovers that he is capable of making his own luck. Besides the pot of gold part, it's pretty pretty accurate without giving everything away. Mm-hmm. Well, the small blurb is basically just the beginning of the big blurb, which is yeah. when his lucky charm is stolen, Kyle learns that he is part leprechaun. Yeah, and that's fine, honestly. Yeah. So, the big gist of this movie is that Kyle is this star basketball player at his middle school, again! Why? Apparently, they did this in Alley Cat Strike, too, where we thought it was high school, but turns out it's middle school, and sports are such a big deal in decom sports. I don't know. I guess Smart House must have also been middle school. I don't know what their Probably, obsession with probably. middle schools was. I, I guess it's to appeal to kids of that yeah, age, but kids that of that sense. age look up to high schoolers. At least like, I did, this is what and we I, can my friends be did. when we get to high school. Also, I just yeah. find it really hard to believe that the whole town would care so much about middle school sports, be it basketball in this one or bowling in the last one. Well, it wasn't just bowling in the last one. It was True. every sport. It was basketball, yeah. So he's the star basketball player, and he's got this lucky charm that is not does not have a pot of gold on it. It was not from a pot of gold. They find it in a pot of gold later, but that's... It's anyway. just a gold charm that they decided to tag on. Pot of gold. Yeah. So, 
he has no idea what his heritage is. His parents are hiding it from him. They just keep saying that they're from Cleveland. Yeah. And they say, American is our heritage. Yeah. Oh, my Because, you know, that's a thing. Uh, more on that later. So Kyle goes on a search to figure out who he is, and he stumbles upon this little Irish street festival and sees some Irish dancing, and his gold coin gets stolen. But he doesn't know that until he's in science class and all of his luck has gone away. And he realizes that his charm that he's wearing on his neck is actually uh, magnetic, but it shouldn't be because it's supposed to be pure gold and gold's not magnetic. And so then he has to... Uh, <laughs> He has to enlist the help of his grandfather, who he learns is the inventor of the potato chip because he's actually like hundreds of years old. Oh, Riley and his O'Reilly. Mother, Riley O'Reilly. And his mother has gone full leprechaun because apparently the gold coin holds all the luck in the clan, but must be carried by the youngest clan member, which is just so dangerous. That is dangerous. Like, oh... You just had a baby. You must have them wear this gold necklace now. <laughs> Don't scary. lose it. Uh, so then they like go. You should on go this... to the oldest clan member until right? that clan member passes away. Then you pass it down. Wouldn't so that make backwards. More sense? So, but backwards. then you wouldn't have the premise of this movie. So. Of course, of course. I guess they have to do it. So then there's this whole chase down of uh, Seamus of oh, Flaherty or whatever his name is. Uh, who oh, was... the the Lord of the Dance, aka no, the no, he wasn't. He the, wasn't the Lord what, of the Dance. He no, he the... wasn't. He was like the off-brand Lord of the Dance. I can't oh. remember what they called him. Oh my god, I don't remember, but it was really funny. He was like the anyway. So that he's played by Timothy Omenson, who was Lasseter in Psych, and I absolutely adore him. He does a great job in this movie because he does a great job in everything. Grape job. Grape job. Oh, Saint of the Step. Saint of the Step. The there Saint it is. Saint of the Step. Oh, Lord. Lordy, Lord. Oh, Lord of the Dance. Saint of the Step. Uh, so then they have to chase him down. And then in order to get his coin back, he challenges Seamus to a, uh, a best of who's the best at sports challenge. <laughs> and they do, of course, the first thing they do is a bunch of old Irish uh sporting events even though yeah, how they're far definitely can you throw dressed this wooden wheel how far can you throw this rock and hurling but it, it what's weird to me is that they're definitely dressed like very scottish and i, I was know, thinking that too i'm like well maybe they overlap a bit but uh, they do but that i'm it, no expert it, it felt it felt a bit off but uh yeah, and then they tie, and Seamus is like, "No, no, I win," because you said if uh, if if you if you don't win, then I win, and haha. And he's like, "No, I challenge you to basketball," and then they fight basketball, and then and this they... this old man, well, not old man, but older man than middle school is just playing on the basketball team, and but he's able to disguise himself as a, I don't know, it's really weird. But then of course Kyle's team wins, and he gets his coin back, and he banishes Seamus. He says that he if he wins, he would have to go to the land of air, but it turns out he actually has to go to the land of Erie. And the best mm-hmm. part of the entire movie is seeing Seamus fly to Erie because it's so funny. <laughs> he just gets shot up in the air and goes, <laughs> doesn't he yell Ohio? So funny. He goes, wee, 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 wee. Ohio. I think he, I think he just goes, Ohio. <laughs> it's so funny. That's the comedy of the movie right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Apparently, on its premiere, it was the highest-rated Disney Channel original movie ever, and it aired on St. Patrick's Day. That I did know. Oh, and the end of this movie is Kyle performing at uh, World Heritage Day by doing a really bad Irish step dance, and then the entire audience and him singing This Land is Your Land with his not-girlfriend. Yeah. And then the very end is, of course, the the 90s decom usual ending of a freeze frame of an awkward moment at the end. But yeah, that song was... Very hard to watch. <laughs> oh. So I want to jump straight into the moral of this movie because there are a lot of morals that they talked about, but the accidental tree moral of this movie is America is the best, 100%. No questions. We are the best. Yeah. Proud you don't American. need to know your heritage as long as you just consider yourself an American. I think the mom. I don't think. I don't think like, it's. I don't think it's you don't need to know your heritage, but your heritage is part of what makes you an American. Yeah. I I was really worried at the beginning of this because I can't remember if it was the mom or dad. They were saying, like, we're American. That's all the heritage we need. And obviously it, it turns out that they were just trying to hide the fact that they're Irish. But at the beginning, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're Irish. They're trying to hide the fact that they're leprechauns. Yeah. Well, not even the dad isn't even but a leprechaun. He, that he's they from Cleveland. Even, they wouldn't even say, tell Kyle that he's Irish. Like, they would just say you're only American. Yeah. His dad changed his name from Smith to Johnson to try and hide himself. So, so weird. Uh, but anyway, when, there were a few morals that were said throughout the movie that were okay. Oh, I have a whole list of things that were said that I, I'm like, are they trying to make this the moral? And I would just keep writing things. So I have a whole long list. I only have two other ones. I have three other ones, I think. Okay. I, have, I bet we probably overlapped some of them. So you go first and then I'll... The first one I have is a joke, which is a line that they said was, leprechauns can be a little small-minded. Mm. I think I have that one somewhere. Oh, yep. There's so, one that they, one yep. thing they said was, if you love each other, what does it matter? And then, I actually don't think I put that one on there. The one that I think is 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 more true is everyone has bad luck, but you can make it better if you keep trying or you just keep trying. Yep. I've got that one right at the bottom, too. Yeah. All of those were quotes. I didn't think of any of those. Okay. So some quotes that I have. Bonnie had a lot of good stuff that she had quoted. And yeah. I wrote, the first one I have is, even if you're a mindless jock... You still got a heritage. That was one of her good ones. Oh, yeah. Bonnie and is then... also the the not-girlfriend girl who keeps trying to pester him about what his heritage is. And then right. uh, she follows them on their journey. Mm-hmm. And his friend, who I don't remember his name, also uh, follows Russell, them. Russell, Russell. I believe. Keep wanting to call him Pete just because of Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> if every, every, fe- every friend I want to call Pete just because of Smallville. Because... Pete is his friend for like the first two or three seasons of that show. And I'm always like, yeah, it's everything comes back to Smallville. Yes. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. I also have one of her quotes is America is a nation of immigrants. Everybody's ancestors came from a different country. Yeah. So that's why I think it's, it's the, your heritage is what makes you an American. Yeah. So that's the point in the movie where I'm like, okay, they are actually going to like turn this around and it's not going to be this anti-immigrant movie that's i i knew that they weren't gonna do that but i'm like how are they gonna save this from the beginning yeah it is yeah yeah i have the mom who said it doesn't matter where you're from you can be anything you want once 
she revealed that she's a leprechaun and wasn't hiding it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> One of the joke ones I wrote was, Americans don't give up. I can't remember who said it. Someone said it. The dad or the grandpa, probably. Yeah. Uh, The grandpa said it's not easy for an old man to change. It sure isn't. Bonnie had another one that's just sports aren't everything, which I thought was funny. Yeah. To be fair, the old man, the grandpa says it's not easy for an old man to change when he's talking about how he hasn't turned into a full leprechaun yet. Mm. And he never does. He only grows the long beard. He never gets any shorter. Yeah. Wasn't there a reason for that? I can't remember. No, I think it was just... Why? I think it was just that he's old. I Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, at the very end of the movie, they say, the luck is inside you. Yeah. So that's something that they're trying I think it's to hit, a, I guess. Yeah, I think it's the luck is inside you. If you have bad luck, you can change it, basically. I think it's a mix of that plus the other one. Yeah. And then... One of the main ones I got was at the beginning, they say something about there's one thing that brings us all together. And then they go on to explain how our differences bring us together, which I think is something at the end that they were definitely hitting on. Yeah. They couldn't decide. I think it's a, I think it's a combination of like the luck is inside you or everyone has bad luck, but also a mix of it's that and our differences bring us together. Yeah. That's my problem, is I don't know which one they were trying to focus on. Was it was it the luck, or was it the the differences? I think it was the luck, because I don't think the differences actually had anything that had any sort of culmination besides yeah. them singing, this land is your land. The yeah. luck... Well, that's the hard part, is they focused so much on World Heritage Day and this whole show, and that was the beginning and the end, but, but it wasn't the really was the this middle. whole other thing that they were focusing on. That's, yeah. I think that the World Heritage stuff got really kind of, like, tagged on um, mm-hmm. as a way to make the story more cohesive. The reason that I think it's more about the luck is because there was an actual, like, beginning, middle, end arc to the whole luck story of Kylos has really good luck. He loses his luck and he doesn't know what to do. Oh, he figures out that he can make the luck for himself. With yeah. our different Plus Las their Vegas... big thing at the end was the luck is inside you, which I think was really them like at the end hitting home with... Yeah, yeah. they may have opened up with our differences bring us together, but then the ending turned into the luck is inside you, which is kind of a weird that's why transition think... to go that, to. But... That's why I think it's... Okay. It's... It, the differences part plays more into the accidental tumor of the differences are what makes us American... Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, so that that's my personal feeling about what the moral that we should at least rank is. Yeah, which you brought up a good point during watching this is that this movie came out in 2001. So we were like, OK, like, when did they film this? Like, did they tag this on like after September no. 11th to like bring people together as a country? But they no, didn't. This was filmed before that happened. Yeah, it came out in March. Released before? March 17th yeah. of 20. 20- St. Patrick's Day, that 2001, yeah. So it came out before... Because if it came out after 2001... In 2001, after 9-11, it would have been more... I don't want to say understandable, but it would have been like... That was a really, really patriotic time. Mm-hmm. And so it was just... It was, it was just a little weird. So I think that the moral... The rankable moral is probably something like... Uh, even if you have bad luck... Wait, what is it? Uh, everybody has bad luck. It's the... But you can make it better if you just keep trying. Yeah, I wonder if, we, if it could be like, everyone has bad luck, but you can make it better if you find the luck inside of you or something. 
Yeah, I like that. It might be our longest line of a moral yet, but I think... Maybe. Oh, no. Actually, no. I'm looking at them now, and there's some other long ones. The Teen Beach ones are pretty long. There's also that one... Oh, the Descendants. The first Descendants one is really long. I'm bringing up my... I can't use my keyboard. I don't even know what I want to compare this one to. Um, where is... Hmm. Where is the 13th year? <laughs> yeah, there we get is. 13th year vibes now that we've been talking about that one a little bit. The 13th year is, is Accept Your Destiny, which I have at a 725. And I think those those are pretty similar. I would say that maybe this does it a little bit better than the 13th I was, year. I was just going to say, I feel like this one is a little better. Yeah, I would Not say. Not much. I have Starstruck at 775. Do I have anything I'm gonna do 7-5? S- are you thinking 7-5? Because that's what I'm I was thinking. I'm thinking about it. I want to make sure I don't have anything else there. Oh, I have descend. We both have Descendants, too, at a 7-5. You can't run from who you're meant to be. I think that's... I think that's a good... I have Descendants, too, to 7-7-5. So I would still be... I would be ranking it lower than Descendants, too. Yeah. Um, But I think a 7-5 is solid. I, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with a 7.5. Me too. Now I'm waffling if I want to do a 7.75 because I feel like it's more on the level of Starstruck and Descendants 2. I'm going to do a 7.75, I think. Why not? Maybe I'll change, maybe I'll change those later to, but when, not late, like later as in like when we're all done later. But I'm fine with a 7.75 for now. Oh, test of time. Hey. Hmm. Huh. I feel like there were a couple of weird effects, but for the most part it was The green okay. screen with the mom when she was little was good, for the time especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was impressive. There were a couple of other green screen things that were really bad, yeah, but like really noticeable. There was a time when you, me, and Ethan all went green screen. Very obvious. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was well, there was also the part end. where Seamus like shrinks into his leprechaun form. Mm. That looked bad. So now I, I actually do want to go back up to the thirteenth year, because I I don't think this mm, the thirteenth year feels a lot older just in the way that it's shot. So I have that as seven seven five. For test of time. So, and I have, I have Buffalo Dreams at, at a 7 and High School Musical at a 7.25. I think a 7.25 works for me. And do I have anything at a 7.5 just to balance it? I've had you Pete at a 7.5. I would say a 7.25, yeah. I feel like this holds up a yeah, little Hatch bit worse. Yeah, Pete had a couple weird things too. It's mostly like the hair. Yeah. Oh, that hair and the music. I have Pete at? Catching Pete seven two five. I think I'm gonna. Did you say seven two five? I'm doing a seven two five. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do too. Yeah, I'm giving you the Copying same. Copying you. I'm giving you the same rank as uh, High School Musical, just because like, there's just some things about it where you're just like, it's so of the era, but it could be a lot worse. There's some outfits and his basketball shoes that are no one would ever wear nowadays oh yeah these are my basketball shoes but not my sneakers not my gym shoes 
Not my tennis shoes, my basketball, basketball shoes. shoes. And they weren't even basketball shoes. That was the no. weirdest part. <laughs> yeah. So it could be a lot worse. It, But it, it, I wouldn't say it has the charm of 2001 because it's not like it's necessarily charming, but it isn't egregiously like, ooh, look at that 2000. Yeah. Except for maybe like the hair. Oh, it's when his ears changed back. That's when we were doing the gross green uh, screen. Yeah. Oh. I remember. Because, yeah, we're like, why are they doing green screen right now? And then we realized oh, I knew. No, I knew exactly why they were doing green screen at that moment. Oh. Okay, in my head, I was wondering why. And then I think you said, they're, they're transitioning the ears. Oh, he's changing back and getting taller. And they just show his legs. Oh, Obviously, right. someone just pulling yeah, they the just, pant legs Someone up. just pulls up his pants. Like, they only zoomed in on the bottom of his pants and his shoes. And you could tell someone was just, like, pulling up his pants to make him look like he was getting taller. So, in regards to the ranking of this movie... I know this might seem really cheap, but I really want to know what you thought first. I, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm going to give it for a letter, not necessarily a number, but I want to know. Yeah, I was thinking somewhere in the B range. Okay. I just don't know where exactly I want. Like, going with the numbers I have for Descendants 2, I have across the board, like, 7.5, 7. Actually, they're both 7.5s. And I have that one at an A. But I don't want to put this in. I don't want to put this movie. Oh, in the I see I what you're talking I, about. No, yeah, no, 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 no. just like comparing the others. But I think I might do this one at a B plus. I'm gonna be or maybe so a B. I don't know. So mean. I'm. Let doing, me look at some other ones. I. The only movie that I could compare it to that I knew it was better than was Double Teamed in my head. So my brain was like, well, I guess it's a, a <laughs> high high B minus then. <laughs> yeah. Well, Thirteenth Year I have at a B plus and. Obviously, I'm thinking of the two very similarly today, so maybe I'll do a a low B plus for this one. Uh, and that one, I don't, wait, thirteenth year, I have it an eight and a seven. I don't know just why I think I have so many numbers. B's be- just because of that one time when we had three B's in a row. I think maybe I'll do a B. Okay, I don't want to be doing that anymore. Uh, what if I do like? Wait, what are my B's at? I've got High School Musical 2 at a 74, High School Musical at a 72, uh, 74, 72 at a High School Musical 1, and Buffalo yeah, Dreams at a Star 70. A, Starstruck I have at a B plus 2 with uh, about the same numbers. I Halloween think I'm going to do a low B plus. 2 I have at a 68, and Cowboys I have at a 70. <sighs> I'm going to go with a 75 B plus. And then we'll see at the wrap up if it goes to a high B or if I keep it at a low B plus. I was initially going to give it a B minus, but it's better than the B minus movies that I. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's a B minus. Is it but better? then again, I hadn't seen this one before and you had. So maybe you're being more critical. I am it. being more but... critical, but that's mostly just because the movie in my head was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, is it better than Buffalo Dreams and Cowbells? And I think yes, mostly because Buffalo Dreams effects are so bad so i think i'm gonna give it a 71 which yeah, is right below sense, high school musical one. 72 so we're both going a little below or above yeah and it's above halloween town 2 and it's above cowbells and before dreams okay i feel okay about that but it's still I can't say that the movie I had in my head was like fleshed out or anything, but it's just it's just weird when you have these 
very set pieces of movies in your brain and then you rewatch the movie and you're like where's 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 that part yeah but there's that one <laughs> part where I don't that? remember what what they actually have but when the mom reaches over when they are like when the beginning of the movie when Kyle asks where they're from and, and they're like we're from Cleveland and then the mom has some food and she leans over and she's like breadstick or whatever it is whenever I mm-hmm. it, it's so, it's shot like a horror film I think about that constantly I think yeah, about the part that where was Kyle a weird scene. I think about the part where Kyle rips off his hat and you can see his hair and his ears. I think about the part where he his, he's shrinking and his pants are too big and he runs across the parking lot. <laughs> or when he starts tap dancing and says, I just can't help it. One thing I didn't talk about when we were watching that part, and he wasn't tap dancing. He was Irish hard chewing Sarah. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I know. I'm just being, I'm just being a jerk. Uh, when I was eight and Irish Fest in Milwaukee has like a summer school that you can attend to like learn Irish Irish stuff. Like there's an Irish dancing class, there's music classes for like Irish flutes and fiddle and stuff. And there were there's kids summer camps as well. And I did that a bunch when I was a kid because it was really fun and I had friends that I would see every summer. And when I was eight, I did an Irish dancing course and I maybe maybe I had just turned nine, but it was like the summer between my third and fourth grade or something I had taken this Irish dancing course and there's a thing this is really hard to describe verbally but there's a thing with Irish dancing that you as you are putting one foot behind the other foot you kind of move move your whole step up to where you already were so it looks like you're not actually moving and you're just standing in place but you're moving your feet behind each other and when I was first learning to dance, I didn't understand how to do that. And then I remember standing up at Irish Fest during a dancing thing and realizing I could do it, which is a thing that I do all the time where, like, I don't understand how to do something. And then all of a sudden my brain just goes, no, 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 no. You can do it you now. You know how to do this. You're you fine. You can do it. And I'll go, how did I? Can I get? Can I see the process a little bit better, brain? That'd be really cool. But... Like, I, I taught myself how to knit that way. That's how I learned to crochet, where I would, like, struggle, and then immediately was like, oh, hey, here we go. And it's frustrating. Huh. I just want to be able to, like, actually have a process so that I can help yeah. people who would like to know how to do things, but no, brain. Um, And I remember turning to my mom. I had actually, I had actually been planning on joining the uh, Israeli dancing group in my home, in my home, near my hometown, Oh, and I was going to say, I didn't think we had that in our hometown. No, in Madison. And okay. I, it, I just, whenever I tell people about stuff, I'm like, oh, my hometown, because basically Madison was my hometown because I spent yeah. so much time there. No one knows. If we were to say it, no one would actually know anyway. So what's No. <laughs> so I remember my mom saying, well, you can only do one. And I was like, no, I want an Irish dance, which I do not regret because I loved it. And it was a huge, huge, huge part of my life. You kind of met me towards the end of that because when I was mm-hmm. in early high school, I, I stopped dancing with my school I was with when I was 15 because they really didn't care about me because I wasn't winning a bunch of awards and I wasn't going to any sort of international competitions because I wasn't very good, but I loved it and I was super passionate. And if they, here's my thing, if they had actually seen my passion and helped me grow. Like, they did... There was another girl who had, was at least as passionate as I was, if not possibly more, just because she was a little bit younger. 
And they nurtured her because she had a little bit more talent than me and she was a little bit younger than me. And so they were like, oh, no, 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 we're going to we're going to just put all of our effort in her. And then there was another girl who was amazing. And she was she started the same year as me, but she was like three or four years younger than me. And she's very, very good. But she didn't really love it. She really Mm -hmm. liked it. But they kind of killed her spirit with it because all they wanted her to do was just win. Yeah. And it's it was upsetting because I just wanted to com- get better. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to spend time with my friends. And everyone started looking down on me because I wasn't doing as well as everyone. And I remember having a conversation with one of my teachers and going, why, why am I not getting better? And one of them told me something along the lines of like, well, some people just can't. And I was like, that's not true, but thank you. I yeah. had, I, so when I was Irish dancing, I had a private instructor who was like a college student, uh, who was very, very good and is one of the coolest people I've ever met in my entire life and was so supportive and never pushed me farther than my boundaries, but always helped me feel better. She definitely helped me, she helped me improve for sure, but she just helped my mental state with dancing mm-hmm. so much. And it was kind of like stopped, dance therapy. It was a lot of dance therapy. And she's so cool. She's still really cool. But it was, like, if I didn't have her, I think I would really have looked back on my dancing with a much more negative view. But mm-hmm. I I just wanted to learn dances and compete and have fun. And I was, like, designing solo dresses, which are, like, the sparkly, fancy dresses that you get to wear once you've won enough. Mm-hmm. And I remember winning my first medal that allowed me to get a solo dress and telling the head teacher of my school and her going oh okay oh my gosh meanwhile a different girl in my same class or even in the class below me who was the same age as me also got her first uh medal that allowed her to get her dress and they were just fawning over her and i couldn't understand why because i like i think they were really intimidated by how passionate i was and this is total conjecture and I don't actually know, but because I wasn't actually good enough for them to show off and be a poster child for and do anything, they just didn't care. And because I was just old enough that I wasn't malleable and I had my own basically willpower and opinions, which I had, right. I, they wouldn't have been able to do when I was like six anyway, because <laughs> I've been this way since I was at least three. So... It's a bummer. And I I will always be a little bit bitter because I know that if I had actually had those teachers, this sounds strong, but if they had actually cared about me mm-hmm. and, like and if nourished me, had been like yeah, your, encouraged your solo me. instructor, then yeah. it would have been such a better experience. Yeah. Some people aren't meant to be teachers. No. So that's really unfortunate that you had we them also, as your yeah, teachers. There was also... So there was... The main school was in a different city, and then there were, we were kind of like a subset, a uh, branch, that's the word, and we had like the same teacher over and over again, and if we didn't have her, we had another one, and they were both horrible. Like, they were so mean, especially to me. They didn't like me because I didn't have, I, I have a really bad arch in my feet. I can't, I like, I can't point my toes very well, and they hated that, but I was really good at harju. I was really good at basically the Irish tap dancing because I was loud and I was powerful, Anytime you, like, my mom, my mom, we were at, uh, so a competition in Irish dance is called a fish. And we were at a fish, I think in Ohio, funny, funnily enough. Uh, Ohio! Ohio! And, uh, 
Uh, <laughs> I was about to start one of the one of the, the steps for I think it was a hornpipe, which is one of there's there's two major competitive Irish dancing hard shoe steps. There's the hornpipe and the treble jig. And I'm pretty sure Ooh, I was doing that a sounds fun. It's they're very fun. I still I still do them when I'm bored. There was the beginning of one of my of my first step. So you do two steps. You do your right foot, your left foot of the same step, and then you do your right foot, your left foot of a second step. And that's your set, basically. Mm. And I did the first step right foot. And the first thing that that is is just this like three bangs with your feet. And my mom had been talking to another parent of someone in my school, and she heard yeah. that start. She went, I'm sorry, Curious Dancing, I need to watch. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I was not the first dancer. That's amazing. Like I, I was very, very loud, and I was, I was very, very good at heart shoe, but I wasn't perfect, and I needed some help because my stamina wasn't great. But because I had asthma, they were like, "Well, we can't help you." Basically, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Oh, people. The fact that I kept, put, I kept doing it was really amazing. And so my mom has a really great thing that, I, like, she has a mindset that I, I've really carried with me for a long time, where. Quitting is not bad. And I think I've mentioned mm-hmm. this before. Yeah. I can't remember which episode, but I think we have talked about this. And I love it. And so I won't go into it too much, but I think about this specifically with my Irish dancing a lot. I never quit Irish dancing. I quit that school because they were harming me mentally. And I actually remember the day that I called my mom and told her that I quit. You, this was, I think I've talked about this as well. But you yep. and, and me and Nicole all went to the opening of the Sonic, and then you guys were going to go to the mall, and I had to go to class. And I was really upset because I was like, I just want to hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go there and be distraught because I want to dance, but th- that school makes me feel like crap. Yep. I vividly remember that night. And we all got Gloria jeans. Hell yeah, we did. Driving on the Beltline in the dark. I remember yeah, that. I remember that. And the Sonic line around the corner. Oh my uh, gosh. And now, and now it's, it's gone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... I went to class and my teacher immediately started yelling at me that I didn't care or that I didn't have any heart in it. And I left. I flat out left, walked into the bathroom, sat on the ground, called my mom crying and said, I can't do this anymore. And my mom was, there was a relief in my mom, I'm pretty sure, that she would agree with because, I mean, she saw how they treated me and she she knew that I loved it and that I would keep doing it for the love of it. But there, there was always this part that I think she was hoping that I would I would hit my limit and go, I'm done. So yeah. there's always this this part of me that wonders what would have happened if I had gone to a different school. However, in... Were there that many options in no. our area, though? There were only two. The and the other mm-hmm. one was, was looked at as the mean school. Despite the oh, fact gosh. that a couple kids... There was this ebb and flow where, like, some kids from our school would switch to that school and some kids from that school would switch to our school because it was better, whatever. So I'll always be a little bit bitter that there were only those options. Otherwise, I would have had to go mm-hmm. all the way to Milwaukee, which is like an hour and a half. That's a long hometown, way to drive. Which I did for a year or so. My friends and I all carpooled to take two classes a week so that we could go to one of the classes in Milwaukee. And it was really fun. And I have a picture of all of us. Like, it's it was fun. But, uh, yeah, it was a... I Like I said, I will never regret Irish dancing. And I will never... I don't have any real regrets about that school because... It's not my fault. I can't regret things that aren't my fault. And if I didn't go to that school, I wouldn't have met my, you know, individual, my my private teacher who made a huge impact on my life. Like right. there's and I have some of some of the parents are people that I still talk to today. Some of the kids are still people that I still talk to today that I find absolutely fascinating people. 
And so it's just it. I don't I don't regret anything, but there's right. obviously this pang of like, oh, I wish this could have been better. Right. But you just found the positive aspects of a not so positive. Yeah. Experience. I actually took an Irish dancing class at the old town school of folk music in chicago my first year of living in chicago but i couldn't do it because i was so out of shape and i was <laughs> yeah, like it I takes can't. a lot of stamina to irish dance i it does I <laughs> it does and i didn't have an inhaler and so i was like and i was really poor so i was like i can't and i was really tired my job my nannying is exhausting and so i just wanted to go and sit on my couch yeah, um i don't blame you yeah so there is a school in burbank that when things open up i might i might go back because i do i love it i really love it it's really Mm -hmm. fun it's a great workout the only thing it's not a good workout for is your arms which i need to work out anyway because i'm so freaking weak but my legs are still super super strong i remember i did this absolutely horrible summer workout class that my mom made me do my freshman year of high school which is the worst (laughs) thing in the world but we were doing leg presses with those machines, and I was yeah. still dancing at this point. Oh, I hate point. those machines. I was dancing. I remember in middle school, we we had a, a gym class where we had to use all the different machines, and that one, I, like, had too much weight, and I couldn't get it back up, so my friend had to, like, help me push it up. I hate that leg machine. I'd been doing competitive Irish dancing and competitive marching band for two years at that point. For the marching band, for dancing, I'd been dancing for at least five or six. And that leg press... I had it set to, like, 200 pounds, mm-hmm. and all the boys were like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You're not going to be able to do that. And Guess who did that? I was just going, wee, look at my legs go. And the, the, <laughs> the coach, who was our teacher for that, who was absolutely atrocious and didn't want me to be there, he was like, you can't do it. And I was like, yes, oh. I can. Oh. Like, I was like, I'm a dancer. Let well, me dancers, dancers don't have that much leg strength. And I was like, I'm an Irish dancer, y'all. Oh my gosh. Like, it drives don't. me crazy when people say that dancers aren't actual athletes. And if like, something, I'm like, that's baloney. If something is athletic, that person, that, that person, that person is an athlete and that is a sport. Yeah. Dance is a sport. Bowling is a sport. They can make it look easy. And that takes even more strength than you realize. Yeah, Ugh, bowling is a sport crazy. because it takes it it takes strategy and athleticism because you have to be able to move your body in the exact right angle. Like, yeah, the only one that I would maybe kind of I don't think that golf is really a sport. I was just gonna say, I'm like, I get that there's probably golf aspects is of an it activity. where it's a sport, but I just like mini golf, and that's not. I a love sport. mini golf. <laughs> I think golf is a really fun activity, and bowling borderlines on that. I would actually almost contradict myself in saying that bowling is also maybe more of an activity except for the fact that you actually like eh no I think they're both kind of in that they're subcategory. Similar. They're like sub sports. Yeah. I would say they're sub sports. Tennis is a, like my honestly tennis players are the people that I'm like you are an athlete. The amount yeah. of running and dexterity and strategy that they have to oh, yeah. I'm thinking that fast impressed. while being athletic like I would never Ooh. be able to plan my next move that quickly. No. Nope. <laughs> So oh, I I am not athletic, and that's part of the reason I wasn't a very good dancer. My mom always gets really mad at me when I don't say I was a good dancer because I I was not. I was fine. I wasn't. Yeah. Bad. If you want to talk about someone who's not a good dancer? That's me. <laughs> I took ballet when I was like five, six years old for a couple of years. That was fun as as a child. You know, it's all just fun and games. And then I did jazz oh, no. dance. My what was it? It was I think it was sixth grade until eighth grade no fourth grade through sixth grade 
I did not take it when I was in middle school. But yeah, I sucked, but it was fun. And I met yeah. I met a friend out of it that I'm still friends with today. So who's that? It worked out. Samantha. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. And she's like the one person I hung out with in middle school. <laughs> so yeah. that was a good time. No, um, I think and then I didn't really I didn't really dance anymore until I did my internship out in Nebraska and my roommate went to international folk dance. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a folk it was dancing. Like a, is... It was it was like a club. And it's amazing because you don't have to be good. No. But our group was a bunch of it was mostly women from like different countries from all over the globe. And they mm-hmm. would just teach each other their their dances from their cultures. Yeah. And it was really fun and I met a lot of friends that way that I mean I didn't know a lot of people when I first moved out there so they no, welcomed and me folk there dancing and I joined a... and I even went like once I moved back to Wisconsin I still when I'd go back to Nebraska I would go join them and they all it's remember fun. me so, yeah it's so much fun my mom my mom as well as being an Irish musician is an English folk dancing musician she's a pianist and yeah, so she, she took me out to Folklore Village a couple of times. It was really fun. I've been there all the time. Too many times. It's a to community. Count. Yeah. So many. It's a community for sure. And it's very welcoming and very hippy dippy, but in a good way. And I referred to it as someone previously as very granola. Uh, <laughs> that, I agree. But that's not that a bad thing. I'll... Dancing is a workout. Like that dancing, mm-hmm. you are. You are power dancing. Like, it's not just, like, waltzing and ballroom. It's, like, ballroom mixed with Irish dancing mixed with jazz. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of movement, and you're, like, going all the way. And, uh, like, square dancing, line dancing. Line dancing mm-hmm. is not a workout. Square dancing is a workout. Line dancing is literally just, you just, you're, like, tapping your feet in the line. Yeah, that's, ma- that's mostly for fun. Yeah. In my opinion. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Square dancing is the same Anytime thing. Like I've, tr- I've tried that a couple times, and it's it's not really a workout. I agree. No. Square dancing, you're, like, moving across the floor, and you're changing partners, and you're spinning, and you're spinning the other mm-hmm. person. So you're using, like, basically, like, I don't know, it's, like, centrifugal force or whatever it is. I don't know, science. But it's so fun. Yeah. Um, I miss that. Yeah. Someday when COVID's uh, probably won't be Subdued. gone for a long, long time, but when it's better. <laughs> when people start acting with their brains. Yeah, um, I mean, someday. What? Hopefully. <laughs> uh, anyway, my decommission for the week is to dance. Do whatever oh, dancing makes you feel good. I like that one. I was also going to tie it into, I mean, we with Bonnie's quote about America's a nation of immigrants and everything going on in Afghanistan. Yes. I think another mission for the week should be to help where you can, whether it be donations or reaching out to politicians Yes. Um, spreading spreading news on social media about ways to help, like anything that you can do. The yes, two, that's a good point. Um, organizations I found, I wrote them down. Uh, the ones I donated to were Women for Afghan Women and yeah. International Refugee Assistance Projects. Nice. But I know that there's also one for Afghan journalist safety that mm-hmm. you can donate to them. So lots of good places to donate to if mm-hmm. you're able to help. Yes. Even, and it's the same thing that people say when it's like you can't support an artist by buying their product. Get the word out. Spread what Mm -hmm. you can. Tell people about it. It's word of mouth is very, very good for organizations and people who don't necessarily get a lot of word of mouth. Right. So it's free advertising, basically. And it's good. (laughs) Especially for nonprofit foundations. Right. Uh, yeah. Next week is going to the mat, I think. Oh, another sport one. That must be wrestling, huh? 
Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> Time to wrestle. Uh, let me see. It is wrestling. I know that. I just don't know if it's going to the mat. No, it's True Confessions. I'm not hmm. excited about that. And then 2003 is the Even Stevens movie. And I'm then 2004 for that one, is going to the mat. So let me ah, make sure time-wise. Let me make sure. August. I'm just making sure the timing for Halloween movies. Oh, for Halloween. Halloween's coming up. Halloween has already hit my apartment. Okay, yeah. So those three. So, uh, True Confessions, even Stevens movie, and Going to the Mat, we will watch before Halloween, and then we'll start Halloween movies starting on the 15th of September. We have seven. Nice. Seven Halloween movies. And Which we will take us till what? The week after Halloween or before? The week, week of Halloween, the 27th. week of Halloween. All right. I'm yeah. excited to get back into the Halloween movies. Yeah. It's exciting. It's yeah. been good. I already watched Hocus Pocus this weekend, so. It has begun. What did I watch? Well, I'm going to see Coraline on Tuesday because they're doing. Going to see it? Are they doing yes. it? Yes. Fath- Fathom Events is doing it and there's going to be like extra bonus material about it. And I love that movie and it's one of my oh, go-to Halloween neat. movies. So I'm excited about that. I've been wanting to watch Beetlejuice too lately, so I'll probably watch that one soon. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for hearing me be sad about my favorite movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Oh, I knew no. it. Was, things I knew it wasn't perfect. Like I wasn't going in going. This movie was amazing. There's no way it could be bad. So I'm not yeah. surprised that this is how it turned out at all. <laughs> oh well. All right, everyone, we'll see you. You got to watch it finally. That's what matters. True. It's been like three or four years that I've been wanting to watch it. So, yeah. All right, everyone. Talk to you guys next time. See you in the next one for True Confessions. Bye. Bye.